Watch the cover today as we put a bow around the season. Welcome back to the Charles Little Podcast. <laughs> Try to enjoy the moment with us today, folks, and the Kawhi laugh. That wasn't even as good as I could do, but man, I mean, that shit, the remix or the original, I'm not sure what was best, but you know what? It doesn't matter because the King of the North absolutely had the last laugh. Uh, Charles, overall, I know you have felt a certain way about the finals. Uh, tell the people what they want and uh, let them know how y'all you've been feeling about things, man. Bored, man. Bored, man. Yeah, that's me. Um, <laughs> fuck. They did it, man. Uh, I didn't expect it. I called it. I, I thought they would make it to the finals, but I didn't, you know, just, just to see it. Um, I felt it's, good it's, about my prediction, by the way. <laughs> Knew it the whole way. But carry <laughs> on. Carry on. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, it was like I said, just to see it. Was uh was was a shock. Uh, obviously, the way it happened, you know, for all the injuries that the Warriors had, you still got to give the the Raptors credit. They still made the plays, came out, and made it happen. Uh, Kawhi just brought him, like turned them into a bunch of killers, man. Fuck, uh, yeah, man, the fucking the, the Toronto Raptors NBA champs. Like, I'm, yeah, oh god, Drake. Like Drake's about to be so fucking insufferable. He's already been bad enough now, but like we got to get him in check. Um, so did you hear what he did? No, well. Oh. So, after they lost Game 5 in Toronto, apparently, like, somebody reached out to somebody in Cleveland was like, hey, what did y'all do uh, to get your celebration on or whatever? Like, planning out before they even played Game 6. The Raptors did. So, they're like, all right, so what did y'all do to, like, celebrate in the Bay Area? And then what was your Vegas schedule, more or less? Oh, so that's why they went to Vegas. Okay. Yes, bro. Did you? Did you? Yes. Okay. The catch up on that, and apparently Rachel Nichols and like Ramona and them found out about it, and they're like, "Oh, okay, so yeah, we got a little preview about like what these dudes are trying to do." Man, Rachel, Rachel, Rachel Nichols is in is in them circles. I ain't going on Rachel Nichols in them circles though. Respect, man. She's one of the best ever. Did she do it? I mean, from a, I mean, she I'm plugged. pretty sure she's Diana Sawyer's, like I said, her step stepdaughter. Or really? Whatnot. Yeah, man. She's DMV. Northwestern represent. She and Wilbon got a lot of ties. Um, Rachel's well respected in the game out here. Diane Sawyer is the god out here in these broadcasting sure, streets. So, sure, hundred percent, hundred percent longevity. Um, the game honors that, you know, in excellence. And Rachel's doing her thing. But man, man, these dudes. I mean, Drake and them reached out. Was like, yeah, what's up with the PJ? Where are we going? It's going down in Vegas. Then they scheduled that. It was like, yeah, we'll come back on Monday for the because Barkley and them was mad that they weren't there. That it didn't go to back to Toronto to celebrate with them right away, but hell, they made up for it in the parade. That's for sure. Oh, they had them a jolly ass time at the parade. They didn't they? Saw out there chugging fucking champagne. Mark Gasol acting like it like it was back in the golden age, 20, 2008, 2010, 2012, with Iniesta and them boys. The way he was <laughs> out there, he was wildly champagne, the rose champagne, if I'm not mistaken. He, he cleared that whole bottle out. So I mean, they. Kawhi out there with, with, his, with his cigars, man. They, they had a good time, man. They, they earned a chip, you know. Lowry and Damon Star got to enjoy it. Love definitely that. Got to enjoy it. Definitely got to enjoy it, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For the, like I said, man, they earned it. At the end of the day, like, ain't, you know, as much as, you know, people want to, you know, you can lean on the injuries and it sucks to see that. Um, you know, you still got to go out there and win the fucking game, and, and they did it, and they brought, it, they brought the chip home. So, kudos to them. Uh, now they better, you know, focus their attention to keeping Kawhi. Yeah, I mean, um, Siakam, very impressive. This is another thing. Like, can we wrap this with him? Two years ago, the G League MVP, 
and me, him and Van Vliet were winning a chip with Jerry Stackhouse in the G League. And good for Nick Nurse and them to, like, stick with him. I wonder if, you know, I know Casey may not have, there may have been some trust issues there early on, but, like, Siakam put in his bag, man. He, uh, he led the Raptors in scoring two of their four wins. I mean, that's impressive. That's another thing that we don't talk about. Like, their depth beat the top the top half of, like, Golden State's talent. Um, but we'll, we'll get into Golden State in a little bit. But the Raptors, I mean, they earned it every step of the way. I mean, you are you go, you play who's in front of you, and you go with the circumstances and whatnot. But uh, yeah, I was I was very impressed uh, throughout the whole way. I thought Nick Nurse did a hell of a job uh, overall. What do you think is the outlook for them? Um, I mean, it all starts with with getting Kawhi um, back in the fold. If they can't get him back in the fold, I'd be um, I'll be I'll be interested to see what they do. Um, obviously, um, Kyle Lowry's going into free agency. Um, Van Vliet makes him a little a little expendable if that's not what they want to go, um, if that's what they want to do. Uh, most importantly, we'll see with uh, if Masai still stays there. I know the uh, the Wizards are prepping an offer for him, so if, they, if, if all if all comes back, you know I don't see um, I don't see a way in which they don't make it back to the finals. I, I wouldn't say that they're gonna I wouldn't you know really argue that they're gonna win it, but um, definitely be interested to see what they do. But I mean, if they don't get Kawhi, um, it's it's back to the drawing board. I still think without Kawhi, they'll make the playoffs next year. They'll have OG back, and and Pascal can take a step forward, and they can you know get some youth into that team um, with those young guys. But uh, we'll see, man. It's you know it's day four of the off season, so we'll we'll see how we're getting to it. And you know um, you know we got that seven foot monster in LA now, so you know who, who knows what's going on in the world. We'll get to yeah. him in a minute. Let's let's not jump the gun. Let's talk Brown about down. let's talk about teams Brown that actually down. let's talk about teams that actually you know played in meaningful games in April, May, and June for now. Uh, yeah, everything comes down to that, obviously. And I think you size a bit. Uh, he, it's a big that's a big part of uh, everything. I think they do everything they can because that's going to be a total rebuilding job. Because there's talks. I mean, you don't have John Wall pretty sure all of next season. Not then there's talks about Lee Beal. Can, but if that's the case, you, you side can just build it up from scratch. DC's a very uh, diverse town. Maybe you want to get some different talent from overseas. NBA Africa is about to get up and going. You already know he's got the connections there uh, to get the folks. The uh, city. Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. You just 10 mil, an ownership piece. Going to be tough to say no to, man. Going to be tough to say no to. And he's got to have some uh, honest conversations. Maybe he doesn't have to make a decision until things happen with Kawhi. Because uh, here's the thing. Do you want to be – I mean, do people really – I, I, what do you think as an executive? Does it matter how many rings you have, or that you just got a ring and then like, man, you got to do whatever you can for your family? Because it's not like we're judging folks for the Hall of Fame or where you're going to be in the pantheon uh, in terms of greatness based upon you know how you ran a team, etc. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I don't know. I mean, at the, at the there is that we take all that into equation, but I feel like there's there's still that part of people too that have um, that have their you know there's ego involved in it for sure. Um, it depends on what kind of what kind of person Messiah ends up being. Is he one of those guys that you know is is happy with what he's built and wants to keep it going, or you know he could be one of those people that you know has like I said has an ego and thinks he can thinks he can just you know mm-hmm. build anything and you know he's got that Larry Brown uh, that Larry Brown ego where Larry Brown thought he, you know he thinks thinks he can just go anywhere and turn any team you know in that second year to to a playoff team. So um, I, I I would say it just kind of depends on the person. Okay. Especially with him, he's not. I mean, he's not. It's not like he's Jerry West, and Jerry West has loyalty to you know to Lakers or to the LA area. Um, you know what I mean? So he, he doesn't have loyalty to anybody. He's obviously most loyal to to, um, to Toronto because that's where he won the championship at. But it just all depends on how he views it. 
And I mean, it does help. I, I think it helps that, you know, him being an African and they, they got, you know, OG and, and, and spicy P on the team and surge, um, would, you know, would kind of help. Cause you know, those are kind of his guys. They, they, they all relate. He brought those guys in for, you know, due to those ties and stuff. So, um, it all starts with him for the, for the Raptors. Um, I just know that if, you know, by, by some way that if the wizards are offering that, I feel like the Raptors got to at least try to match it yes. in some way, shape or form. I don't know if they can, you know, I don't know how their setup is with the ownership stake, but I mean, maybe instead of doing 10 million, they can give them 12 million. Kind of thing like that. People are kind of leaking at a little bit too. Right. Uh, cause they're from the wizards. I'm not going public that like an ownership. Um, right. I mean, that's just gotta be Masai working like the angle, all these people. I mean, he's getting a raise regardless, but. And we saw him walking with 45 down there for one of the games, uh, kick, or excuse me, before, who, Lord, excuse me, uh, from, from the former senator, junior senator of Illinois and the former president of the United States. He saw him chilling with 44 and, and 44 in his little AC Slater bomber jacket. That's like his thing, by the way. That's his, that's his deal. He that's loves his, it. Like, his, like his signature shit, I swear. That's his joy. Yeah. It, it don't look like much, but you know, it's Tuscan leather or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> no question, but that's like his move, man, but. Uh, neither nor there, but I mean, this shit is made from like that. It, you'll probably find out that jacket was made from like the rarest cows in Australia or some shit. Like it's, it's it, you know, he got some exclusive. Yeah, POTUS forty four. So he's there, so he can be friends with him in DC. I'm very interested to see how that work. Um, but he gambled and he won. This is what I mean. This is why people go to Vegas, right? Gamble to try to win, right? He put all his chips in. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, had it not worked out, they would have had their one-year rental and still, you know, had – they still got the pieces to build, you know, the foundation. I think that's sure. the one thing that gets left on is, you know, uh, if Kawhi leaves, that'll, that'll leave. I mean, I think Seattle can average 20, 22 a game next year or so. Um, so you get him taking a step forward and seeing where you go from there. But, I mean, it was a great gamble. Uh, definitely an out-of-the-box thought because I don't think most people would do that. And hell, it paid off. I mean, in hindsight, it looks amazing. If you know, if Kawhi had gotten hurt, you know, earlier in the season or something like this, shit, you know, all would have went to hell. But uh, worked out for him. Kudos to him. You tip your hat to him. He's going down in the history books. And now, uh, off this one ring, you know, people are gonna, you know, people are gonna anoint him as you know one of the top GMs. You know, for the next 10, 15 years, he'll be able to live off rev- reputation for the next next couple years for sure. There it is. I think we did a good job of covering that with the Raptors. Uh, more to come, obviously, as we get into. Uh, free agency for real, but uh, your former team, the, the Warriors, what's up with them? I mean, oh man, they, they took it on the chin. Um, the the biggest thing that I took away from the, from them getting their asses kicked is like I that was the most spirit I had seen them play with. I saw them play with more spirit in losing losing this championship than I did when I won all the other ones. Um, they this definitely pushed them and and. I mean, the injuries got the best of them. I definitely think with a healthy team, they're running, they're getting the, the Raptors out of there in five. I'm standing by that uh, that thought, sure. that opinion. But what, how healthy? Because we didn't I'm expect Kareem to play in the series. I'm talking about even minus Boogie. If they just had KD and Clay, they would have won that series in five games. But let's they're take it out team. with KD. Like, huh? if they didn't, have, they didn't have KD and Boogie, like, they were plus fifth, 350, or they were minus 350 in Vegas. For those who don't gamble in there, you have to bet $350 to win $100 for, like, that's when the series, when it started. And that was without Durant or Boogie even playing a game. And, yeah. excuse me, uh, since they uh, beat Houston in the conference semis. So, I mean, you, I mean, it was what it was with, with, with their team and people still were like, nah, they're losing. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, they lost that, they lost that series on the wings. They didn't have anybody to match up with Kawhi or or Siakam. And right. I mean, and it does help if you have a healthy 
you know, your healthy seven foot monster. You got your nuclear weapon out there and you got, you know, and Clay. I thought Clay, for the most part, I thought Clay did a pretty decent job guarding, uh, guarding Kawhi during the series. Of course, of course. But it was five straight finals for him, right? Yeah. And Wearing Terra got him. Wearing Terra yeah. got him. Um, it kind of, like I said, it always sucks. You know, in, throughout history, this is kind of how it ends for for certain teams. But you know, I, you know, I, obviously as a sports fan, I want to see them lose. You know, healthy and just you know, they're just a better team. Not you know, not you lost. You got your title taken because you know because of some, some stupid shit. Um, but they'll be back. I think. Um, I I don't think it's I don't think it's over for them at all. I think um, next year is going to be obviously a redshirt season for them. Um, hopefully they don't run step into the ground. Uh, having he hopefully doesn't have a, a super high usage rate, you know, because he's they're trying to drag you know trying to drag the team to the to the seventh seed or something. But I think uh, two years when they get once they get Clay back, I, I hope they don't I hope they don't bring Clay back um, next year. Yes, I, I agree. Just, but I'm hearing I'm hearing that talk that they are though. Yeah, I heard, I heard they're talking about like March for him. But yeah, I hope. Nah. I mean, I'm down. I'm kind of down for. I like uh, one thing. I in complete disagreement with my with myself. I do like when guys come back from injury and instead of sitting out the whole year, they play a little bit at the end. I thought that was super helpful for PG. Um, I would have definitely, I would have liked much more if, uh, if Porzingis had done that this year. Um, so, I mean, I, 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 I totally see the benefits of it. I just think it's a little different with clay because if clay comes back, they'll probably be in the playoffs. And then, so instead of you, like you getting like a little, you know, 10 game, you know, whatever it's now we're in the playoffs and, you know, you're rushing him back and you're forcing him to play minutes that he might, he might not be, he might be six months, seven months away from playing. So I think that I don't want that to happen, but they got some options. Uh, if KD leaves that, that frees him up with some cap space, uh, boogie leaves that frees him up Livingston, um, or Iguodala retire that frees up some space. So, I mean, I think they got, they'll have a little bit more uh, flexibility than people think. So, um, it'll, it'll mean, it'll, it'll be, It'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, I mean, they they're going into that new stadium, so obviously they're going to have to try to play and try to win and try to mm-hmm. try to make playoffs next year. That, that creates a, a, a certain problem for them. But I mean, hopefully they can get KD back. Uh, I feel like if, if you know by some miracle they can they can re-sign KD. And if I was KD, I would. That's what I would do um, personally. Rehab on their Develop rehab on their dime. Make sure you're clear on that. What would you do rehab, for KD? Rehab, resign with the with the Warriors. Rehab, rehab that year. Um, even even if he wants to sign that, do a, do a one in one where um, he, he can be a free agent again next year. Um, do that. But I, I would. Go, I, I think Golden State would do it. I mean, the thing is, is that he would have to opt out and do a one in one. If he takes, the, if he just picks up his option, he's unrestricted anyway next year. So, do you think you just pick the thirty one and a half mil from Golden State, or do you go yeah. and just go get this two hundred somewhere else? Uh, I just go. I pick up my option. There's no, I don't, I don't really see the like, I don't really see any benefit of him rehabbing on the Knicks next year, other than it just being like the most Nick thing possible. Um, like, hey, we finally got this, we finally got KD, and then he can't play. I'd just be hilarious watching KD sit on the MSG uh, sideline next year. But nah, if I was him, um, I think they got to have, you know, Clay's got a crutch in there, KD's got a crutch in there, and they got to sit the five of them, I guess the Hamptons five, and, and maybe even Boogie. They got to sit down and have a talk, and and I think they got to hash that on his men and, and kind of figure out what what they're doing. Um, but I think if they can, if they can keep KD in the long term, um, he's a he's an Oakland hero now, soon to be a San Francisco hero. Man, um, did you, Charles? Do you remember after the Houston stuff and during this Portland series? And we gonna get to talk about Portland and whatnot. 
Because that's just a bad matchup for them with Golden State. Because just because Curry and Clay just don't think that. I mean, that's personal. They don't think Lillard and Clay are on their level. Um, but Charles, I'm man. I just don't understand like how people ever thought that they would be better without Kevin. I just don't get it. And there was a lot of talk of that. He heard it. He heard it too. Um, I mean, those are people who clearly don't understand basketball. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I just never. I never even entertained that thought. Because it's people that don't play basketball saying that shit. If you've ever played basketball, if you, it's, it's always, it's, it's never, it's never a bad thing to have too many good players. Like if, if guys are willing to be, to be unselfish and, and navigate how to, how to play things, it's always better to have, have, uh, you know, more talent out there. And especially when you're talking about the best player on earth, like this is, you know, that's, that's different. Like that's, uh, you know, as we'll, we'll get into, you know, U.S. military terms, the, the Warriors have a bunch of. Uh, Let's think of I think of Clay and and Steph is uh the mother of all bombs. Now they're the most impressive bombs that we have in the in the fleet, but they're not a nuke. And and Kevin Durant is a nuke, and he is a, he's a different level different level scorer, different level player than even those two guys uh know, and they recognize it. I think that's one of the things that I feel like that's a more I feel like that 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 narrative is more on the outside than it is on the inside. I feel like the, the guys on the on the Warriors know who the best player on the Warriors is. Um. And I feel like that at the end of the day, that's all that matters. I don't, I don't really think it matters to to them. You know, Katie's a little thin skinned sometimes, but at the same time, like he's still the best player on the team. And when it's time for them to go get a bucket and 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 get down to the shits, it's usually him who has the ball in his hand. So um, I can't get him back because he he's he's the he's the key to longevity for sure. I'm so interested to see how this is going to work out for them. what they thought they was going to do and everything in San Francisco. Um, this this will be interesting. So, what do you think Boogie's going to do, Charles? Or what? Excuse me. Let's take that two parts. What do you think Boogie is going to do, and what do you think Boogie should do? Um, I know, I know, he'd have to. He would have to take another pay cut to stay in um in Golden State. I feel like with the way the season ended, with him being hurt again, um, it might not be the worst thing for him to sign another one year with them, just because he'll be healthy next year. That that'll give Steph and Draymond some help. So they can kind of keep like with those three, they should be able to make the playoffs and be okay and at least battle and contend with people. Um, and then he can leave if I was him. And then I could he could leave just in time, you know, when Clay or K, you know, Clay and KD come back um, the following season. That's what I would do if I was him. That's what he should do. Um, I don't really see what the market would be for him to get the money, the kind of money that he would want. Um, otherwise, like I, I heard somebody say that he should just sign with a bad team so he can shoot the ball 15, 20 times a game. But I almost feel like if he's on the Warriors next year, he should be able to get be able to shoot the ball 15, 20 times a game because they're going to need his scoring. So um, on a one on a nice, like I said, short one year deal, um, him resigning with the Warriors to me is the best option. How much money are we talking? Because I would love to see a Steph Draymond DeMarcus. DeMarcus can pass the ball like he's clearly willing. It's. He just wasn't right athletically, like his legs. And, like, you have been through that injury, like, well, the previous injury. Like, he may have tried to rush it to try to get his money right. But um, if Golden State, so I, I just don't. Are they going to give him more than the mid-level, though, if KD comes back? So, like, it's almost like DeMarcus would be, well, on the other front. What if KD and, and DeMarcus had a, had a conversation and was like, yo, let's just bounce to New York together. You can grind this year. You can get up, like, and then because they know they can play with each other, they like each other. Apparently, like, apparently, Boogie and KD have gotten close. Right. I mean, the the financially, it, it's the worst option for him is to stay on the Warriors. I think they can pay him the least amount of money. 
Um, so, I mean, if, if he's going to go somewhere else and somebody else is going to pay him, I'm not going to tell nobody not to take that check. Um, you know, even if he was, like I said, even if, you know, like you said, the Knicks, if he's on the Knicks next year getting, you know, getting 12, 15 million and he get to shoot the ball 15, 20 times, go for it. I just think he, at the end of the day, like it's, um, he's got to ask, he's got to be asking himself what, what exactly he's playing for. Is he playing to be, um, uh, you know, in the championship run in the mix or is he playing for stats and, and to be, you know, to, and to make a bunch of money? I don't think, I don't think always when you're in that, in that, when you're not a top, top, top level player, those two things are always in line with each other. So, I mean, it's just a matter of what, what he wants. Um, first things first is he needs to get completely healthy so that he show like he needs to show up to training camp, um, ready to fucking get it. If him, him, Boogie to, to some extent and Joel Embiid better need, like better show up in October first game, like, and I, I, I feel like I want to leave those first games watching them play like, wow, like they put they put time and effort and they really got their bodies right and they're ready to fucking go. If I don't if I don't get that from those two, I'm, I'm going to be disappointed next season for sure. Mm. OK, lots of options on the table. Uh, I think I read something that over 42 percent of the NBA are will be free agents uh, this upcoming January. And then, I, I mean, it's just very interesting because. This team that, you know, went on, what was it, Rolling Stone or Forbes, something that just said how much they're lightning, how they're lightning years ahead of everybody. Well, you were lightning years ahead of everybody when it came to go in June. And I'm going to go, I'm going to go off like this with the Warriors. 2015, they have a lot to thank for Kelly Olenek and what he did with Kevin Love when he chicken winged his ass. Kyrie getting hurt in game one. Because I thought they were like, okay, Cleveland just was figuring out like how they got to play them and they know they can get them. So there's that. Also... With that being said, um, I also think that if the Clippers would have got there, if they didn't have their injuries and then what they had with the Rockets. So, I mean, there's their first chip. And then we have footage of Steph saying, well, we apologize for everybody being this, that, and the other. Going into 2016, we'll rectify that when it's time. They go ahead and do the little 73 that counted. I saw Kevin Love locking up three minutes to go. These dudes didn't score a field goal. And then they lost in 2016. And then they had to call Kevin Durant, who was arguably the sec- the best scorer in the world and probably the second best player in the world at that time, and have him come to Golden State. And so that is what it is of like, and then obviously we saw in 2019 what happens when he was gone. So, I mean, I'm, I don't know where to rank the Warriors right now in terms of greatness that we've seen. I mean, there's the Bulls for me. Um, and, you know, we were children during that time I mean, of like really understanding what the Lakers were doing and they made it to three straight finals, but then Lakers and Celtics for a whole decade, one of those two teams were in the finals. That's crazy to think about. I just, I don't know. Maybe it's too early. Maybe it's not over yet. For, and so maybe we don't rank them because if we're adding Kevin Durant as a part of that piece, we'll see. I just think there's a lot of ways of where these folks were very fortunate, in my opinion, get to where they were. But five straight finals is five straight finals, so I will tip their hat for them. I don't know. Yeah, and I, I don't, like I said, I don't think this is the end for them. Uh, I think this is just their second act. I think they're going to, I can totally see um, the Warriors at, you know, Steph and those guys at 32, 33, um, you know, mustering up the strength to to figure figure something out. To, to I don't know if they'll make it all the way back to the finals, but I can definitely see them in the West finals in two years. Uh, and they, I mean, they got though though because of KD leaving, they'll have room. And I mean, all they need is a you know, like I said, they got two. They got this off season. They have next off season to add a you know add another wing in that they possibly need. So um, I mean, they're they're always going to be as long as they have those shooters out there, they're always going to have a chance. And you know, like I said, there's so many young players that are up and coming. Like they can add you know they'll be able to add players and and people will want to come play there and come play with those guys. So it's like you know you might not have. 
might not be able to have like the Kevin Durant, you know, but you can have, you know, go back, go back, you know, to 15. You can have a, a Harrison Barnes level uh, free agent that you get a guy that's on that level, even though they drafted Harrison Barnes. But you know what I'm saying? You can get a guy that of that caliber because, you know, in this series, like had they had a Harrison Barnes, like they would have been in a much better shape. Like it's not like they need they don't need a world beater. I don't feel like to to contend. They just need more um, more complimentary pieces and more like more guys that can that can produce. I mean, it's not like Fred Van Vliet is like the best player in the world, but at the same time, like he's competent and he can do what he's asked to do. Danny Green is competent and it can do exactly what you ask him to do. So they just need um, they just need some small pieces. That at, at the end of the day, they're still going to have their their foundational pieces in, in Clay and Steph. So um, and Draymond, of course. So I mean, they just got to they just got to stick at it, and and, and Draymond's got to stay in shape because if he as he ages, if he gets, if he falls off, then they, they might, that might be the thing that, that cripples them and brings them down. But, um, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. I, like, I, like I said, I think that everything they've built is built around Steph and Clay. And so as long as they have Steph and Clay, they got a chance. No, fun, fun stuff wrapping them up. Time will tell. We may have a different story for folks in, uh, in about 10 to 12 days. And so I think this is a, a good part to uh, make sure that folks who are vibing just want to hear what our thoughts were at the end of the NBA uh, Finals, um, obviously for the season. Uh, we It's time to transition because now the the most drama, obviously, we think in terms of any any sports league and which are, why I think the NBA se- separates itself from the social media aspect. Yeah, the ratings were down for the finals and the playoffs. That's what happens when you don't have LeBron and LeBron who's been pretty much uh, the most transcendental transcend, transcend, Dental player since Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Yeah, he's out of the playoffs, but I thought the games were fun, the finals, and it was just like so real hoopers like really appreciated it. Um, it may not have been the numbers, but you know what? Social media was incredibly crazy for the NBA playoffs, uh, and it's about to even get even crazier. And I think Adam Silver knows that because this is going to be a fun summer. It's not nearly as fun as it could have been, but we already had a bang, and it happened on Saturday night. And Charles Rob Palinka did it. Put some respect on his name, as Jalen said, and a good for Magic Johnson said in his little tweet, congratulating Rob on getting the job done. You gotta be more like Showtime. We're back. We're back. Where are we at? What's up? What's Great the feel? Show me. Oh man. Um, for those who don't know, Anthony Davis was my was my favorite player in the NBA. My favorite active player in the NBA. Uh, well, favorite before. and the best player. Once again, we've we've kind of described this to folks even in our first one. He was, <laughs> Anthony Davis was a finalist for the MVP and a finalist for the defensive player of the year last year. Just think about that for a second. With James Harden and LeBron James. Like, it's crazy. He was clearly, he's the best all-around player in basketball. If we're talking about all-around. He averaged 26-12 and 12 this year playing 33 minutes a game because they cut his minutes. He still, even though, even through all the bullshit that happened in New Orleans, the man still averaged 26-12. and 12. Mm-hmm. It's not, he's. He's a light. He's a hack. He's he's a he's a mutant in the same way that Giannis and KD is, except for he can guard both of them. Uh man. Uh, I I I jump for joy physically, literally, all those things. Uh, when this when when Woj dropped that bomb in my phone, uh, I felt like Woj sent that sent that message directly to me when it came across my screen. Oh uh, man, it sucks to see Lonzo go. Uh, to see Bi go, but we kept Kuz. I don't know. Uh, I keep hearing these people like trying to underrate Kuz. Like Kuzma averaged 18 a game last year, and he's a like for your third option and the looks he's going to get and the energy that he brings to the game. Like keeping Kuzma is a is a huge deal yes. for, the, for the team. Hundred um, percent. I mean, man, I just like I don't I don't know if we're going to win the title, man, but like it's just nice to uh, 
it's just nice to be back in contention, uh, have something to talk about. Uh, makes it makes staying up uh, for those for those late ass TNT games worth it again. Um, so like, oh man, fucking Anthony Davis, baby. I, I've never I haven't bought a Laker jersey before, and it, and I I was leaning towards buying a Kobe, but uh, I think I'm gonna get a Brow jersey. Uh, it's, it, I feel like this whole this trade. Not only like does it set the Lakers up in, in the short term, but Anthony Davis is only 26 years old. So even after LeBron is gone, and I think that's the reason he really wanted to go to Lakers is like even after LeBron's gone, like I'm still going to be the man here. Um, I hope that's the case, right? Because the trade is whew, the details and the tra- draft picks that are traded. Like, and then I'm hearing that like he said he's still going to opt out next year. Like, is he really? And what what type of message out. is that saying? I'm, I'm I'm almost leaning towards him winning MVP next year. And he'll at least be first, second team All NBA. He'll be uh, eligible for that supermax. He's not. He's not. He's not opting out of anything. Um, I just think the math will be too good. They'll have too good of a season there. It's like, like the only way that goes bad is if like the season just literally goes to shit and he hates it there. Well, there's and no way has, that's happening. It's no White Howard type. Things. But I feel like because he has such a personal relationship with LeBron, um, even from you know when they're on the on the on the um, Olympic team together. Like he's known him forever. That's his, like like you've heard you've seen the clips of AD saying that's his favorite player. I think he'll be fine there. And I don't. I think if you've gone through such a headache to switch teams like that, you're obviously not going to leave. And once he gets to LA and he's the man, and Denzel and Jack and all of them show up to the games, it's it's a wrap. So least of my concerns is him leaving. Um, just another great big man in the long history of Laker big men. Um, shit. I mean, I would. I mean, I I think Anthony Davis has potential to be one of the 10 to 15 best players that ever lived. So, uh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm just excited. Uh, the pick and rolls are going to run next year, whether it be uh, AD setting the pick for LeBron or shit, AD so skilled, LeBron might be setting the pick for AD. So uh, it's it's going to be, um, man, man, I can't, I, I can't, I can't, can it can't contain my excitement. Uh, I think it was a good trade all around on both sides. Uh, so good shit, good shit. I'm, I'm super excited, I'm super excited for what's coming next. Got to got to fill out the rest of the roster for sure. Um, I'm interested to see how they do that. I don't think they need to go out and get a third star. I just think uh, I was looking at the at the free agent list. The guy that I want more than any free agent, I tweeted it yesterday. Uh, I really want Seth Curry. Uh, I feel like he's like a guy that you can get for the cheap. Uh, he only made three million this year, so I feel like we can you know bump his salary up to five, and we can make that happen. A guy that's gonna you know you you put AD. And LeBron out there, and you and you surround them with a bunch of guys who are just knockdown shooters that you know that compete and and play. You know guys like Danny Green, who I saw as a free agent. You know if you can fill the, fill the rest of the roster out with guys like that, um, I think the Lakers might really be onto something because they don't need more scoring. They need guys. They need three and D guys. They need guys that play D and those glue guys. Those those pieces that you know, as you can tell from the, the from the Raptors series, like those are the guys that really make the difference um, when it comes down to championship time because. Uh, on some level, uh, the stars are gonna like cancel each other out. So um, hopefully they don't. They don't. You know, I, I'm not gonna say I, I wouldn't be happy if they end up with Kimba or, or Jimmy or you know whatever. But at the same time, I'd rather I'd rather break that money down that 23 million we're gonna have in cap space and break that down and and turn it into you know three to four players. That's what I think that should happen, right? Let's go get let's go get some pieces, man. Like don't do this thing. You don't need the Bosch and D Wade for what you need here. Like we saw in the finals, depth, shooting, reliable cats at the end of games is what's going if to you don't have seven or eight guys, Exactly. If you don't have if you have if you have seven or eight guys like you that just gives you depth. You can then you can implement your, your load management because I feel like that's gonna be the trend that everybody's going with now. Everybody's gonna be on load management now. 
um, all the top players. Um, so you got to have depth for that. And, you know, you need, you need eight guys like, you know, during the season that, you know, they play 10, 10, 11 guys, but, you know, come playoff time, that bench shortens up and you, but you need eight guys that are competent and know what the hell they're doing. Um, so I'm just, I'm excited for what, what we got, what we got down to coming down the pipeline. Um, Rob made one good move. I feel like Rob, Rob gets credit, but at the same time, I feel like magic laid groundwork. It's, it's hilarious. It's you, it's the thing offer magic made. Four fucking months ago. But it's not. It's the draft pick in, in the package, and also he was willing to put Kuzma in there. Brown and them went back and, like, on the side, and Rich and them told him, like, Kuzma can't be in the deal. They understood what was about to go down. Plus, you know, light skinned bros, Brown and Kuzma about to kick it and stay together. Lonzo, Lonzo, unfortunately, became expendable because he got hurt. Now, nah, you, okay, go ahead on Magic. Go ahead. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm not giving him. Like, uh, I wasn't giving him, like, I'm giving Magic, like, 2% of credit. I'm just saying, like, Rob improved upon an offer that Magic already made. Um, it's kind of hilarious. I mean, would, would at the same time, would Magic have gotten that deal done earlier if Dell Demps wasn't the GM and David Griffin was the GM at the time? Could they have gotten that done deal that deal done uh, midseason? Who knows? Um, but, I mean, I can't say that. I can't, like, on some level, like, if, if AD's, you know, clamoring that he wants to come to L.A., um... I mean, it wasn't like Rob Polinka had that. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't feel like it. Like, it was gonna. Like, you don't need a rocket science, rocket scientist to, to to work that deal out at that point. If if the if the Pelicans are willing to listen and you're willing to negotiate with them and you have a player who wants to come to your team, then it's just it was like I feel like at a, at a certain point it was just a matter of time. So you know, you want nothing to do with Chris Paul, I assume. They Hell no, massive ass contract. <laughs> Fuck Chris Paul. I'm so over Chris Paul right now. Like we're gonna get into the Rockets in a minute. Like he's the shit he's been saying is just like, bro, who do you think you are? No, I don't want Chris Paul. Get like I said, you give me give me Seth Curry, give me uh, Pat Bev at the uh, one of those guys. I like at, both at of those. But do you keep Rondo or y'all getting rid of Rondo? Yes, we need Rondo. I feel like Rondo two years ago, uh, that same year that you were talking about AD being in the running for MVP and defense oh, player. Oh, they year, have a good relationship. Had too. Rondo with him. That's his guy. So. um you know, you got Rondo, you got AD, you got like Le- Rondo gets along with AD and LeBron, so I mean that works. Um, the new yeah, shooter, Seth and Kyle, is that the starting five? Are they starting AD at the five? What's up with Brook Lopez? I I would be interested. I mean, AD doesn't like to play the doesn't like to play the five. No, he don't. Um, so I mean, bring it depends. It depends. I feel like Brook Lopez is going to get a lot of money from uh from a random ass team. So I can see the Magic. You know, just some random seven seed, eight seed, twelve seed ass team. Giving him uh ten million a year, I'd, I'd love to have him back so he can space the floor. Imagine if they got, if, I mean, if they have Brooke Lopez, AD, and another shooter, and Kuz and another shooter out there like around LeBron. You got LeBron surrounded with four shooters and they have size. Like that to me is 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 definitely ideal. Um, I mean, what's up with your boy uh, Mo Wagner? I mean, if, is is he gonna give us anything? I mean, that's a that's a big question for next year. Oh my god, dude, like. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like he can be a good game. eighth man on this on the championship team. Like he wasn't. A, he was drafted at the end of the first round for a reason. All right. Kyle All Kuzma's right. been on the team for two years. How many uh, playoff wins does he have? As I'm many not, as as many as my Kyle, man. But Kuzma was contributing uh, uh, for two years. Mo Wagner didn't even get off the bench last year. And I believe when he did get off the bench, I texted you and told you he had no business being on the NBA court. He he's, he was fine when the last 15 games, when people kind of cashed it in, when they were sitting Bron down. Bron kind of likes him, loves his energy. He's a fine piece. 
He's a fine piece. He can give you more than Andrew Bogut does right now on Golden State. Like, let Mo develop a little bit. He's been in L.A. getting work. Alex been getting with him. Uh, give him some time, man. Andrew Bogut disrespected. You talking about, first off, you're talking about the MVP of the Australian League. Mo Wagner would not go be the MVP of the Australian League. Actually, I would hope Mo Wagner could go be the MVP of the Australian League. I take that back. Well, Lamelo Ball is RJ and Lamelo out here. Australian League next year, but that's yeah. a whole other issue. Andre and Lamelo out here getting about to get their work in. So shout out to Melo Ball. That's the only Ball brother I like. That's the only Ball I like. That's like, ridiculous. I'm, I'm, Lonzo's fine. He's a I good like kid. Lonzo. I think Lamelo's going to be better than his brother. I well, we like know I'm, that for sure. I feel like he's I, of all the people that have suffered the most from his dad's bullshit. It was Lamelo. Um, I just wish. I just wish he would. You know. I just wish he would settle down. But I feel like he's. I mean, the boys damn near six nine now. Like those videos, those clips of him in the Drew League, I was like, oh shit. So, uh, I mean, I'm I'm excited to see what he's gonna do when he gets here. But yeah, man, I'm not, no longer talking about the, about the balls, even though his dad's on first take and all this other stuff. You know, getting their press ratings up and all that bullshit. But better days, man. Better days for the Lakers. Jack, you can come back on back to the game. Snoop, come on back. I wish Nipsey was here to see this. Oh man. Oh man, this is good times, man. Gotta be like Showtime, Showtime. Mm. We'll see what Frank Vogel if Frank Vogel doesn't mess this up. That'll be great. He's be the most talent he ever had on the team, so I'll be interested to see what he can do with it. Um, but I mean, basketball, you know, basketball is a very complicated sport. It can be, but I feel like when you have a, a guy like LeBron and when you have a, a, a monster like Anthony Davis, the main thing you need to do is just give them the ball in their in their in their spots and get the hell out the way. This is gonna be fun. This is I like. Uh, I like the makeup of their team. I, I, I like. The, I hate to say it is a win-win for both, as long as LA has consistent winning. What I mean by that, they need to get 50 wins for this year, then the next, then the, for the next four or five years, because those draft picks they give could be very valuable. What would be the worst worst thing to happen is this: say AD was to bounce, and then LeBron is retiring at the same time of like, say New Orleans was to have LA's pick. Yeah, that would be Getting Brody to go into New Orleans because he's going to get the first pick and the phone would have rolled? Is that it? I mean, there's a chance that could possibly happen depending on Brody the swaps the and pick. stuff. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, LA's going to be popping. The high school scene, Friday night's going to be popping. Saturday night, ABC games. You got Bronny's Zaire, Wade. Uh, there's talks about Dior Johnson. Man. Yeah, Sierra Canyon going to be... Sierra can you find we'll him? See, watch them get a few more uh, televised games on ESPNU. Mikey um, Williams is still better than all of them, but listen. we won't get into that. Mikey Williams is, was the best player on LeBron on LeBron Junior's on Bronny's team last year. Let's be real. The pot is in uh, up on all the little stuff that we are on with that uh, with Stratford Greenness. <laughs> Imani Bates keep, still yeah, out there well, too. Imani Bates might be the number one pick that year. Um, listen, yeah, he he's coming too, but well, he's 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 only he's already a freshman though. Oh, I so he, I he's a rising sophomore. Yeah, okay, yeah. Bronny's team in the EYBL, they were playing up. So, because Bronny was hip, so Bronny only eighth grade, or I mean, rising freshman. His boy ain't even been to a homecoming, which <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that too. Speaking of young players, hold on. We're going to deviate while we're the young go players. Ahead, go Have ahead. you seen, um, not even though Sharif, Sharif uh, O'Neal is going to be a lottery pick next year. Book, book in that. Uh, I and think his, so. I'm nervous I, about the heart shit. They got to figure out that shit. I mean, if he makes it through, I feel like. Shaq's his dad. He's he's got the best doctors money can get. Um, if they clear him to play, um, and he he looked good in the Drew League the other day. The younger son, Shakir, yeah, the one that he caught already, body the other day. I saw that's that. already like six five, six six, man. Shaq making monsters out there. 
And you're gonna get him some guard skills for sure. Yeah. Yeah, they all right. Sharif Sharif, I think he needs a little bit more skill work from what I remember seeing him in the UIBL, but you know, that's that's cool. I mean he's, he's got a chance. He's got a chance. And yeah. next year's so, draft is gonna be fun. Well, and this wraps your NBA offspring section of the pod. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're up on everybody's kids. Uh, man, it's good. You know, as much as you know, it's, it's crazy. The season season just just ended, but there's still so much to talk about. So much going on still. Um, you know, that, ball is life, man. Ball is life. Shit never stops. Yeah, I get it. Unfortunately, uh, at the highs of the highs, as we talked about with the Raptors, the lows, the lows with the Warriors, as they had two of their max players. Uh, unfortunately, well, two of their players uh, with season it ending injuries and then we'll go into next season and then if you would have heard all of that if you're Daryl Morey you rubbing your hands together getting really excited because you saw an opening to win the west oh oh but lo and behold you had some drama that you was trying to keep on the low because y'all couldn't win a damn game six at the crib without KD and y'all without with Golden State not having KD and y'all took them a little lightly and knowing some people are playing with contracts what the hell's going on in Houston, Texas right now, Charles? I was just there two weeks ago. Things seem to be fine. Traffic is running <laughs> terribly, um, per usual. Uh, Texas drivers are Texas drivers, not as worse as, as Ohio drivers, um, as we all know. But, ooh, we, I, 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 what is going on? Daryl Morey, then, he, then the D'Antoni uh, contracts uh, negotiations broke down. So, and now let's, yeah. let's read a quote. Did you Have you seen the article from uh, my man? Uh, Vincent Goodwill just put up today, who also hates on uh, Russell Westbrook and, and uh, Brad Stevens, and have that discussion. So let's read the quote. If you uh, have you have you caught up on the story, I'll let you uh, give your thoughts on what you know about Houston. Then I'll dive in on the quote. quote. I got my thoughts on it. Go ahead and read the quote first. Oh, okay. Well, so apparently, uh, here's here's the quote: the delicate relationship between Houston Rockets star James Harden and Chris Paul has been, been turned unsalvageable, and the star players wanted as if they these dudes are on living single or some shit back like come on but here here it is paul went to rockets management and demanded a trade daryl morrow yes daryl morrow yesterday said that chris paul never came in demanded a trade so somebody's lying uh cue up the why you always lying uh for the pod right there uh and harden issued a him or me edict following the Rockets' second round loss to the golden state warriors um there's no respect at all on either side a source told yahoo sports that's probably austin rivers on the side, <laughs> his buddy. Uh, so let's call that what it is. Uh, they need to get away from one another. Chris doesn't respect James's standing in the league. <laughs> That's why I was hearing Chris Paul, Russell, and uh, Broad together. So we know they're going to be a space jam with Anthony Davis. And uh, Anthony Davis just needs to slide that trade kicker, not trip, and just let uh, Spring Hill Studios and Warner Brothers pay that little six, four million, give him six mil to be in space jam. But Chris doesn't respect James is standing in the league, and James doesn't respect the work Chris has put into this. What the hell is going on? Here's my thing with Chris Paul. Blake Griffin had a problem with you. <laughs> you got it's pretty you. Much it's you, bro. It's like, why you. is it that these dudes who are all NBA players? You know who wasn't an all NBA player last year? CP. You know who was? Blake Griffin. A and James Hardy each individually were all NBA players. Um, Charles. This is wild. My mind. The, the the one line that killed me the most is when they said James. I mean, uh, Chris wants to teach. Give James. us the coach James on the court. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was. Oh man, I got the biggest eye roll out of me. I said he wants to. 
coach him. Oh, I bet me. no wonder James Harden told him to get the like get the fuck out of his face. Like there's I, I see it I see it from both sides. I can see how a guy like Chris Paul watches the way James plays and thinks that like, well anybody could do that and you're not that good. You just playing this system. And then I can see how a guy like James Harden's like, I'm averaging thirty six a game. You can kiss my ass. Like how like I'm averaging thirty six a game. You can't tell me shit. So I, I see it both ways. Um but I mean Chris Paul also needs to understand. That ain't your show, buddy. That's his show. So if 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 somebody's going if somebody's getting up out of there, it's gonna be Chris Paul. Um, but at the same time, Chris Paul's gonna be 34 this year. He looked a, he's looking a little slow. Um, I would say if he if he had been the Chris Paul of old, um, you know they might have had a better chance of, of advancing. But you know he he didn't show up in he didn't I don't remember any definitive Chris Paul games during the playoff stretch. Um, where he just had, you know, he had his 30 and 12 and, you know, was in complete control of the game kind of games. So um, not to mention his contract is just a, a eyesore for everybody except for his wife and his uh, accountant. So, I mean, I, it's just that's a they're, they're in a, a, a sticky situation. They got that new owner who wants to be in the camera a little too much for my damn liking. Um, we'll, we'll see, man. They need, they need to give D'Antoni his money or let D'Antoni walk uh, for all the things that I that I know and i've read about mike d'antoni as a as a basketball player and a coach uh, he's apparently like the nicest person in all of basketball so i like you know i like I've, I've gained a lot of respect for him being that person so i and he's kobe he was kobe's hero growing up so he gets credit for that too so i always want him to be treated with respect and i know i understand that the nba is a business but you know take care of people be good to people and good things will happen to you um you can't be out here shorting coaches and, and making coaches lame duck coaches while they're while they're running a system that the GM implemented, um, so that part is interesting. But this, yeah, obviously the the Chris Paul shit is Chris Paul. It's Chris Paul. It's not James Harden's fault at all. I'm sure he, he's a you know he he he's probably not as receptive to to input as is is you know a regular teammate. But at the same time, like Chris Paul, everywhere Chris Paul is gone, he has had a problem with somebody. Yes. Um, Every every time you know you you listen to Stephen A. describe him on on first take sometimes he calls him a six foot pit bull and like that's cool but that shit ain't that's that's not you can't that's not the way to go about it everywhere you go and you can only you can only be that pit bull when you're the best player on the team when you're not the best player on the team and you're doing that to the best player on the team you're just annoying and he was for a minute he was for a bit like there was a chance like there was a time where he could have gotten MVP of the league uh, he took them to a new height new heights uh. The Doc Rivers obviously was. I think he definitely helped him along with that. Um, but yeah, you're right. Um, it's a new day. He went into Houston thinking he was going to help change some things. He was an additional piece, and he should have known that if he, yeah, man, yeah, uh, he needs, yeah, that needs to stop. He's got to, he's got to. That was James's team, man. And it, you know what? And somebody really needs to get them together because they can't win the West. They are capable, no question about it. Um, just because it usually takes Braun a little bit to get seasoned with, with his guys. Uh, but maybe there's but time is of the essence. There's a huge window open on him. And then the they would have, the have, have problems. I don't think the Rockets could be the – I'm going to go on a ledge. If the, if I thought all along that, like, um, if the, the Lakers had made the playoffs this year with the roster they had, just because they had LeBron with them, I thought in the playoffs, like they, the only team that would have beat them was the uh, was the Warriors. I, I agree. Don't, I don't. Oh, you're I don't not wrong. They, I, I agree. I, don't, I think yeah. So I'm like, if they couldn't beat LeBron when he had Lonzo, I def they definitely don't have a chance to beat Bron when he got AD now. Like he's gonna slow that game down and do. If James wants to do this one pos- like possession for possession shit, 
he's going to lose because LeBron's going to going to maximize those possessions in a much better and a much more efficient way than James will. So I mean, I under I I can I can see like a lot of a lot of points like they're obviously not going to win a championship playing that exact t- exact style. They might need to do a hybrid of it. Um, that shit where James is off the ball and he just stands in the corner might not be the best way to go about it. You know, obviously get some motion going and stuff. Um, but they got to, you know, they got, they got some, they, I always thought their team was kind of built funny. Um, I don't think you can, I only know, I don't, I don't see how far you can go with, with PJ Tucker, um, at the wing. I mean, he's only six foot four. Um, there's only so much you can do with, you have a six, four guy on the wing. You got a six foot point guard out there. Um, and it just literally got to the point where all KD and Clay and those guys are doing were just shooting over the top of them. Um, they need they need some they need some athletic wings. Um, a younger you know a young Trevor Ariza would 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 have been helpful. Um, but I mean, yeah, I I would I, I but you know to sum it up like it's it's Chris Paul, it's 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 you, bro. Like it's you and your personality, and you can see even the way even the way he be with little Chris. Uh, you know he's he is I mean he's like to be six foot and above average height the man's got a Napoleon complex um so it's just yeah it's it's you bro it's you and I'm sure like when he retires we'll hear more and more stories about him but yeah he comes off a little abrasive and an asshole and that works like I said that works when you're the best player but when you're not the best player you're just an annoying ass dude that James Harden is like because it's hard to tell it's hard to tell James Harden to pass the ball when he's got 45 simple as that the Rockets are going to be interesting watch um we haven't even talked to you about the draft let's uh let's uh, get as we'll end it here just because I, I can't I don't even know if I have like the patience to really sit down and dive into the Houston even more just yeah what a what a terrible situation they have on their hands um and I, and like they said they said their relationship may be unsalvageable uh they could be ruining their their opportunity to win here um I don't know who he's gonna find a trade Who's going to accept Chris Paul? His $40, $40 million a year contract? He's I have about no to get his due $120 million for three years. Uh, I feel oh like the only God. way, they, I think the only trade, the, I'm sure they, they might, you know, Daryl's a, a trade wizard, so he New might have to figure something out. I don't fucking know. They're going to do trade him to the Wizards for John Wall's contract. I don't I don't have a clue um, what they're going to do. Uh, and especially like trade him and get something back that's worth value. Um, what a terrible situation Daryl has on his hand. Uh, or Chris Paul could just grow up um, and become a better shooter because he's at the end of the day, like he's getting wide open shots. He can have a problem with it, and, I, and, and you know, and and they're all men. I mean, sit down, Dan Tony. But if they don't have Dan Tony right, I don't. I see that being a trickle down effect too. Is obviously the team ain't right because the coach ain't right, and if the coach ain't right, the players ain't gonna be right. So it's like every they need to they need to go on a on a on a team retreat. Or, or something and, and do some trust falls or, or something to get back on the same page. Cause um, I, I think like you, like you said, if, if Austin rivers is the, is the voice of reason, like we need to get, we need to get the hell out of Dodge. Mm. Top five players in the uh, 2019 draft tonight, sir, or tomorrow, excuse me. Uh, obviously Zion one. Yes. Um, sticking with John Morant two. Agreed. He's going to get drafted too. I do not think he's the best guard in the draft, but that's another issue for another day. Um, RJ definitely going number three. But who do you think is the third best player? Do you think RJ is? Yeah, I do. I think actually, I I think RJ is the second best player in the whole draft. Okay. Mm. Um, I think I think that the the NBA is far more suited for um, far more suited for his game than than college ever was. And I feel like he I can totally see him next year averaging seventeen eighteen. Because if he can't do anything else, he's going to attack the basket. He's going to try to score. If he can't do anything else out there, he's hyper aggressive. And I feel like I always like the hyper aggressive guys. 
rather than the people that just want to play in the flow and and turn out to be James Young. So um, I think RJ is the second best player in the draft. Then I'd put Ja in that in that third spot. Um, I understand he put up amazing stats, but it's kind of hard to tell um, when you were playing in that in that weak conference. And just because mm-hmm. you had you know two good tournament games doesn't necessarily uh, doesn't necessarily move me. Um, and then uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put Darius Garland at, at four. Um, I, I from I've tried to watch as many clips of his of his five games that he played at Vandy uh, as as I could. Uh, he's got some Kyrie light in him. Um, that's all I see when I when I see him play is is uh, is a less athletic Kyrie. Um, so that's not it's not the worst thing to have. Definitely a playmaker. Um, definitely think he's got some ability. Even though you know people haven't seen him, I, I think uh, he's got a chance. I saw he's got a he's got a workout with the Knicks on uh, the night before the draft. So we'll see how that goes. Um, that might that might change their opinion on something. So, yeah, tonight. Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting. And then my fifth, I got. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not sold on DeAndre uh, Hunter. There are a lot of games where he looks stiff as hell to me. Like when I just watch him move and when I watch him do stuff, he hit those big shots on the championship game. But other than that, like I watched plenty of Virginia games this year. And if you're the fifth pick in the draft, your team shouldn't be scoring 50 points a game. Like your team, you should be doing your thing. And Kyle Guy was the best player on that team, uh, not not him. And that's kind of like if I want to, I wanted to see more from him. He seems like a like a like more of a role player, like a good good solid you know three and D guy um, that'll play 12 years in the league. But is that you know is that a guy you want to pick at the, with the fifth pick in the draft? I would personally, I personally think Kobe White is the fifth best player in the draft. Um, I think that the NBA game is 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 suited for his game as well. And uh, you know when people, I think people get caught up in, in, in his hair and don't realize that he's six foot five. Um, excellent shooter, can space the floor. And I mean, there are a lot of guys that like I, I like, but when I'm looking, you know, when I'm looking for what I'm looking for and a, a player and a prospect, is the first thing is like, can you shoot? Because if all the players that we have that have these deficiencies that can't shoot, they, they're behind. The Lonzos, the Alfred Paytons, the Ben Simmons of the world, like they're behind the gun if they can't shoot. Or, or at least, you know, you don't have to be <laughs> no a No pun intended. Because <laughs> you need to get on the gun if you can't shoot, man. That's all you need to be doing in the summer. Uh, the um, Ben Simmons need to shoot right-handed, but carry on. You can shoot lefty. His footwork is terrible. All of Ben Simmons' shot. I can fix Ben Simmons' shot in an hour. It's all about his feet. He has bad footwork. I went back and watched his uh, his high school tapes from uh, from Montverde. His feet were completely different, and he was out there hitting step back threes, pull up threes. He was doing a whole bunch of like a whole bunch of moves. And somewhere along the line, his footwork has changed. He's a left-handed shooter with right-handed footwork. This shit makes no sense to me. Um, but anyway, but I'm gonna go like I said, Kobe White, the fifth uh, the fifth best player in the draft, and then and then I go with uh, Culver and. Um, DeAndre Hunter is the sixth and seventh, sixth and seventh best players. I definitely think I'm not. I'm not sure any any of those those guys will be like uh, will be all stars, but I definitely can see you know everybody in that top five having a good solid career as long as they don't end up. Uh, I think what are the Suns have the sixth pick, so whoever goes to the Suns with the sixth pick, their career is over. But um, mm, basketball purgatory, um, yeah, like nobody like Phoenix sports just don't matter. Let's just be real. They're in a terrible time. They're in the worst time zone. And the and their no their games look half attended too. Their brunch scene no. isn't nearly as good as San Diego's or you know you can't even Seattle. You know they got the Hawks. You can go you can get something at ten o'clock, chill, get yourself a little brunch, go into the stadium at like one ten o'clock. You get to watch all the twelve one o'clock Eastern games. Yeah, oh that ain't happening in Phoenix. But they you know what they got for them? 
Drunk what? and hot girls. University, <laughs> baby. Yes, sir. Hey, Herm ain't got none of that. Herm got them boys on curfew. Sick. Herm got them boys on curfew every night. Ain't gonna be none of that. Ain't gonna yeah, be no be party. Ain't gonna be no party. You <laughs> raise young men. Him and, and, and uh, Marvin Lewis out there. Oh man, <laughs> Marvin. Cut down all that shit. Marvin, the parent who don't want to ever discipline, but always be like cool cat. Like yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Marvin was good. You just make sure. Herm, Marvin looked like the coach that after Herm yells at him, he like walks up behind him, puts his hand around his shoulder, and just walk. Hey man, hey man, hey man. You know, coach. You know, coach is gonna be on you, but that's only because he cares. Yeah, like he looked like Herb, that dude on the team. Well, be no stuff, <laughs> you know. That's what I'm <laughs> talking about. So, yeah, man. Uh, top five for me. Uh, I think Zion's gonna be an All Star. I don't, don't think it won't be too long. I think the NBA ain't fits him. I think he's gonna be a guy who can rebound, push it. Um, I think his also. I think his passing's uh, super underrated. And I think Alvin's going to get his skills up. He's just got to work on his little shot a little bit. So in the playoffs, he could get exposed. But you know what? Hell, they make the playoffs. That'll be a great thing. I think him playing with somebody like Lonzo or uh, Alfred Payton's a, a free agent currently right now. But if Lonzo's healthy, they have a team. And they can they can, they can can move uh, Drew Holiday. Um, they could be great. So I'm excited for that. I think Zion's one. Uh, two... <sighs> I know he doesn't show it all the time, but I just look at when you just see somebody work out and you see the natural skills that they have, if he is healthy, I think Cam Reddish is the second best player in the draft. Um, I think he's going to be able to translate. He is clay, doesn't have the motor clay has. Uh, his game is silky smooth. I think he's a better ball handler than clay, but I just see him transitioning. He's a mini PG, uh, and if he if somebody coaches him up to be really, really good on defense, um, I don't even think he's going to sign as much like within Atlanta because of John Collins and Trey Young. But if he falls to eight, he's a great, great piece on on a team like that, and uh, he can be. Uh, he will knock down threes, and you just need people who can create shots. Um, and Cam can do that. Uh, I'll go with three. I think R.J. Barrett, if his right hand, if he could go right a little bit more, that will help. I don't know whether he's a whether he wants to be a three, whether he wants to be a one. Cam Reddish don't want to be a one. Cam Reddish wants to be a bucket getter. So I just don't know what RJ really wants. Uh, and then it was he a high usage rate? Is he a good player and a bad team type of guy? Or, or can he be a leader? Uh, we're going to find that out. Um, I like John Moran a lot. I think John Moran is ahead of where Russell was when Russell was coming out of college. Uh, the shot is actually a little bit more fluid, but his vision is incredible. Oh, man, he's going to be so much fun in the open floor. I'm just nervous if he has enough uh, around him. And I'm a guards type guy. I don't know about DeAndre Hunter quite yet. Uh, and where Jared Culver are, I mean, yeah, they, they fit the bill, but I've seen Kobe White do things, uh, and Kobe White's a bucket getter, uh, he's a leader, and he's gonna play hard all the time, uh, I think there's a reason why Greg Anthony was like, yeah, Cole, you can just go ahead and go to North Carolina, you see what Coach Williams gonna do, he's gonna let him make mistakes, but Kobe could go, uh, so Actually, that's where I'm at. I, I want to make one amendment, though, I did, I, even though I was saying Phoenix was back basketball purgatory, mm. the Devin Booker, Kobe White backcourt would be very, very nice oh, to watch. It'd be so great on League Pass. It'd be so great for us. He's that pace that and both of both of that. That's a lot of shooting in the backcourt. That's one of the best shooting backcourts from day one. It, if we get it, for sure. Um, if Phoenix was smart, uh, because Devin needs somebody who can dis- distribute a little bit, um, they could. I don't know if they can. They're so mad they didn't get the second pick because they could have. They would love to have Ja. God, they would love to have him. Uh, I'm a big fan of Darius Garland. He played with the uh, Brad Beal Elite and the Eagles. Um, and I'm not saying that 
he's not as good as Kobe. I've just seen Kobe more of late. This isn't not in the EYBL. I'm talking about where Kobe has actually had to make big shots and beat Duke. Carolina beat Duke two out of three times and then blew it in the third time. Like, uh, And they just ran into Auburn, who Auburn could have easily won the national championship if it wasn't for a double dribble situation. Um, Kobe can play, man. I hope, folks, I hope, I hope uh, it'll be great for the Bulls if they were to get somebody like that. But we'll see. We'll see. Charles, yeah, I think that does it, man, for the draft. I mean, we've kind of covered everything. Uh, we've definitely done double parts. Any lasting words uh, before? Because uh, we may have to get on uh, line and, and have a, a quick draft recap, uh, maybe uh, uh, later in the week. But uh, any quick thoughts you want to give folks before? Uh, hell, by the time that people listen to this, who knows? Chris Paul could be traded on draft night. I don't know. Yeah, um, there, I th- definitely there's gonna be some some trades uh, tomorrow night in the draft. So. We'll uh we we'll might have to jump back on here, like I said towards the, like you said towards the end of the week and, and and see what we can come up with, rehash some of this stuff. But oh man, you know the season the season ends and the season starts yes. and oh yes. it's just a cycle, baby. It's just a cycle. Like it's you know it almost as much as it it, it matters that the that the Raptors won because it's, because this never stops. It's just like it it matters and it doesn't matter all at once. Like there, there is no. You know, Kawhi sitting on the Iron Throne now, and but now the the, the new battle for the new Game of Thrones has started with this Anthony Davis trade. So um, we will. I'm I'm super interested to see you know how this all turns out, where we're going. Uh, still got a couple of weeks till free agency hits. Um, so we'll see we'll see how how it all turns out. But I'm trying to tell you, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pin it now. If the Lakers sign Seth Curry. And people are tripping when I think that Seth Curry is the key to a championship. If the Lakers sign Seth Curry, they will win the championship. I'll leave it at that. This is not what I thought we would be ending the pod on, as if we say a team would win the championship if Seth Curry gets signed. But alas, we are here. And this is how Lakers fans do, man. They just get so excited. Uh, and whatnot. I mean, next thing, we hear is if, next thing we hear is if the Cowboys get a backup safety, burn. they're going to win a Super Bowl, it sounds like. But, uh, Congratulations to uh, uh, congratulations to the Toronto Raptors and the King of the North, the real King of the North, Kawhi Leonard, um, who just has uh, just as much personality as Brian board Stark. Board so, man, yeah, that's me. I love that shirt. We need to get board man against paid shirts. That was so great that he wore it to parade. Thanks again for following up uh, with the Charles Little Podcast. Charles, tell them where we can there they can find it and send us out of here. Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, all the all the good places to find all all the, that you find your podcast at. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Charles Little Fifteen. Have them up. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna edit this, post it ASAP, so you'll, you'll be hearing this soon. And uh, just keep checking us out, keep listening, keep supporting. Uh, add us, talk to us, holler us on, holler at us on social media. You know, let us hear what you think, and uh, just keep at it. See you guys next time. Holla.